Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Tonight we're speaking with Pastor Gordon Moore. Now, Gordon is the Senior Minister of C3 Church Bridgman Downs, a great church on the north side of Brizzy. He's also uh, the National Director of C3 Churches Australia, which is a movement of about 95 churches around the country now, incredible stuff, and also the Chairman of the Australian Pentecostal Ministers Fellowship, uh, which is just a, a, great, uh, a great movement around the country. Now, uh, I've just heard Gordon speak at a, a leadership talk and heard his story of uh, uh, starting out re- renting a hall here in, in Brisbane and now having a, a church of, uh, of about 3,000 or so, and just exciting to hear uh, how God has used you over the years, Gordon. Uh, let's just go back to the beginning. You, you, you've got a bit of a Kiwi accent there. Tell us about your upbringing. Oh, yeah, Matt. Um, I am a Kiwi, but I'm actually an Australian by choice. I love Australia. We've been here for 24 years. That journey began when I was about 16. And uh, I was actually brought up in an unchurched home, never went to church. And my mother came to Christ through a Billy Graham campaign in New Zealand. I was about eight or nine at the time. And she started going to a brethren church. And then, of all things, she married an, um, an Irish Pentecostal. <laughs> and uh, they got married. And from that day, we started going to a Pentecostal church. And I found that all very strange, uh, coming from literally nothing into this, you know. Um, then in my high school years, my stepdad got um, promoted in his job to Napier, a place called Napier in New Zealand. And he checked out all the churches, and being a family man, he said, the Baptist church is the best church for you to go to. So we ended up going to this Baptist church, and they had an incredible youth program. And the leader of it was a man called Jim Stitchbury. And I really respected him. He was into sport, and he was a great leader. Anyway, when I was 16, I was away from God. I wasn't really following. I was in church, but I was, you know, getting involved in stuff, and sport was my thing. So often on Sundays, I would compromise with my dad, and I'd go to church in the morning, and I'd be out watching games or playing or training, and I was starting to make rep teams and so forth. So anyway, Jim Stitchbury turned up to our home, and he said, Mr. Moore, if you'd let me, I'd like to sponsor Gordon to go to this youth camp at Easter and I thought oh no I don't want to go to this thing man this is going to be for nerds and you know but I couldn't turn Jim down he was just such a great youth leader had really impacted my life and um I said all right and my dad said well Gordon you're old enough to make your own decisions I'm not forcing you do you want to go or not and I went oh yeah okay well that was the change in my life and I was at this youth camp. They had this guy from America. He was a sports guy. He preached. And I remember sitting in that church or that meeting, and I was thinking, oh, man, this is for me. My heart started racing. I can still remember it. I was only 16. Uh, that night I asked Christ into my life, and there was a group of uh, what was known then as charismatic Christians and the Baptists. They said, hey, Gordon, you want more? I said, mate, is there more? So they took me out. And we went out, and uh, they laid their hands on me and began to pray for me, and the Holy Spirit fell on me. And I began to pray in a foreign language. I fell down on the ground. I don't know where I was. 
I was like that for weeks. God just started touching my life, and that's how it started. It was a really interesting journey. Now, 16 years old, I'm sure if you were like any average teenager, you know, you're up to no good as well. <laughs> uh, did people notice the change in your life after that moment? Yeah, well, totally. Um, one of the first things I noticed, um, because of my experience coming in from a broken home and so forth, one of the things I had was a speech impediment. And I used to go to elocution and speech classes. Um, I would never speak in public. I was never the captain of anything. I, I played a lot of competitive sport. I ended up playing rep, basketball. By the time I was 18, I was playing National League. And that then it was called National Club, and I was in the, one of the top four teams in the country. But I'd never speak, you know, because of this impediment. And when I got in front of people, I'd get nervous, and it, it just wouldn't work. But the amazing thing was the Baptist minister, he was very evangelical. He, he was always reaching out to unchurched people. When I got saved, we had a Sunday night service called Eventide, and you used to choose songs. It was more like a contemporary service. And he got me to give my testimony. Well, I'd never done anything like this. I wouldn't debate or anything. But he got me up and interviewed me. And I noticed I had no problem talking. I mean, it was like a miracle for me. Then he said an amazing thing. He said, Gordon, next Easter, he said, we are going to have that Baptist camp in our new church building. I want you to go into the preaching competition. And I went, oh, gee, you think so? He said, yep, you'll, you'll, let's do this. So I went into the preaching competition and won it, won the cup, won the preaching cup. I'd never won anything like that, you know, for speaking. And then he said to me, you're preaching Sunday night in the eventide service. And about a month later or two later, I spoke in this evening service. I gave an altar call and a whole lot of young people came to Christ. And that's how it sort of started. All a mystery to me. So you had a pretty radical conversion. You started pretty much in ministry straight away. Um, what did you do uh, for work after school? Like, did you, did you study? What kind of career did you have before you got up in ministry? Well, that was the other thing, I think. I think my parents were tearing their hair out. I didn't know what to do. Um, I wanted to join the army. I wanted to jump out of helicopters, and I wanted to do this. I wanted to do that. But I think once I became a Christian, I got quite focused. And I thought, I'm going to go and do a career. And I love sport. But I'd associated with a group in a town called Palmerston North and through a ministry called Teen Challenge. And I used to do summer work with them and go on missions with them. And they had a really good church in Palmerston. So I thought, if I can do my phys ed teaching at Palmerston North, I can go to that church. So that's what I did. And I ended up in Palmerston North, ended up in the church there. And then that really began my journey of uh, leadership and ministry. And I know you uh, ended up selling insurance at one stage. Was that good training for ministry? <laughs> well, it was. I don't know if it was training, but it was necessity. Um, when I got into Palmerston North, I had to put myself through uh, university Um I met and fell in love with Joe, my wife, and we got married. I was only 21, so I was still at university, so I had to support now a wife and a family, so I did extra jobs, and that's how I got involved in selling. I didn't think I was a salesperson, but I was pretty successful at it, 
and um, just found I could talk, which which was really unusual for me. Like, but I I recognised that God had healed me and done something in me that was quite miraculous. So I I got opportunities like that. Then eventually I became the music director in that church. Uh, a bit of a laugh. I, I was one of the first churches I think at that time that introduced drums into services, stuff like that. I had long hair and, you know, pretty radical. And the elders of the church, I don't know what happened. I just seemed to be around elders or pastors that gave young people a go and you kind of got involved and it was a great experience. Now, Gordon, there might be people listening that are thinking, you know, I've really been blown away by this guy's story. You know, it's amazing to hear... Uh, how the gospel impacted your life and, you know, they might pick up the passion in your voice and the heart behind what you do. If people are listening and they're, and they're not Christians and they and they want to, you know, know, what do I do? How do I start a relationship with God? Would you speak to those listeners now? Sure, I'd love to, Matt. This is what I've discovered. God creates us as individuals, therefore he meets us as individuals. And all it takes is an open heart. And if someone like me, who came from a totally godless background, I mean, we never went to church. You know, it was a good blue-collar family, but we never went to church. And Jesus met me personally. He can meet you right where you are. And all it takes is an open heart to say, God, I believe in you. I open my heart to you. Show me any will. I think that is the key. And I think the other key is to find a great church that can really help you grow. I think that's a key. And one of the most exciting things about Australia is in every city, every community, everywhere you go, there are not just one there's not just one good church, there's many. And I think that's a great day for Australia. Now, you talk about the church. Uh, you know, I uh, went to uh, a School of Creative Arts course at C3 in Oxford Falls uh, back in 93, a long time ago. And I was just so impressed. I was just so blown away at this church led by Pastor Phil Pringle. Uh, you know, you're leader of the, the movement nationally. Uh, they're so creative. They're not just a church that has a bit of music, a bit of a, an offering and announcements, and then a, a bit of a sermon, and that's it, you know. They have. Uh, you know, drama uh, performances, theatrical performances, video clips. They make TV shows. That you know, they, 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 Pastor Phil Pringle paints massive, you know, portraits of Christ uh, as he preaches a sermon. Uh, the C3 movement is known for its creativity. Tell us a little bit about that DNA in your movement and and how it's affecting people. Yeah, I guess one of the core beliefs that we would hold is that. God never stopped creating after he created the world. It's like, you know, the old joke, you know, people say, how many Christians does it take to light, change a light bulb? Change, 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 you know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but, you know, God is a creative God. And I believe that so often we can be in a position where the church does become boring because we switch off our dream. We switch off our creativity. And you don't have to be an artist like Phil Pringle. I mean, Phil Pringle is a brilliant artist. Um, but as a business person, as a musician, as a leader, as a housewife, as a mother, as a father, if we can just find God's creative heart, 
we can be creative right where we are. And I believe that's the place to start. And so in our churches, we endorse and inspire and release a creative uh, initiative. And I think that makes Christianity exciting. You never know what you're going to get next. I think that's the secret. And so in our church in Bridgman Downs, our some of our most popular uh, services by the unchurched neighbours and community is our Easter production, our Christmas production, Father's Day, Mother's Day. They just come into our church. The gospel's presented in such a creative way. They have a great laugh and, and the gospel's preached, you know, uh, in that setting, and uh, it's pretty exciting to be around. Now, there's probably people listening that are thinking, you know, I would love to have the same success story. I'd love to see uh, the church that I'm a part of grow and and reach out to so many people, you know, have thousands and thousands of people there in big bands and big buildings. You know, there's lots of smaller churches. You know, the average church in Australia is about 80 people, I think, you know. Um, what's the secret? What's the key? You know, I know... <laughs> I've just heard you talk about it for an hour, but give us, just give us the hot tips. You know, what's it, what do you think the key is to church growth in Australia right now in, in the 21st century? Well, I don't want to disillusion you that there is no key. No. Key? no. Some, often it's where did I go right? Um, <laughs> it's like a diamond. The more beautiful a diamond, the more cuts, the more angles. And I think church is not about doing church one way. It's about doing church many ways. So yes, have the creativity, but you've got to have the worship and you need the prayer and you need, um, you know, men's, you need women's, you need youth, you need all these forms of channels or ministries to attract people and hold people. But if you pushed me for one key, I think... I would say it rises and falls on the level of leadership. And I think at the end of the day, as leaders, and I take this challenge personally, we've got to keep growing, we've got to keep open to change, uh, willing to take risks, willing to give people a go, willing to get out of the way <laughs> and let God do stuff and not be threatened by it and and... Live your life excited, you know, uh, with the possibilities and the, you know, the thrill of the moment. And I think a great leader is not the leader that does the most. I think a great leader is the person who lets the others do the most. You, you're actually, in fact, doing yourself out of the job. That's really, I think, what it's about. And I've dedicated most of my time in life helping churches, helping leaders have a bigger vision to be empowered to grow themselves. And when they grow themselves, they will grow their church, they will grow their youth group, they will grow whatever. But it goes into business too, every area. If we're open to grow and be bigger people, it's going to grow. Healthy things grow. Well, I just um, have really enjoyed getting to know you a bit better tonight through this interview. And uh, I've watched your church from afar because whenever I surf somewhere on the internet, 
I see this ad come up for C3 Church Brisbane Downs. Like you've got this clever Google advertising. It's like you're wherever I turn, you know. And so I've been following you on Twitter. So if anyone wants to look up Gordon Moore on Twitter, you, you can you can see your tweets on Twitter and and Facebook. What's what's the website for your church if people want to go and have a geese? www.c3bd.com and you can go on there, you can see what's happening, our music's downloadable, we're writing all our own music, and if you're in the area and you want to come and check out one of our services or one of our big events, uh, come and check it out, you're very welcome. Well, Gordon, I reckon you're history maker, mate, thanks for joining us. It's a privilege, thank you, Matt. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com, and also you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater, have a great week. History Makers. History Makers.